discipline, strength, determination, order, regulation, training, instruction, routine, subjectability, coachability, teaching, direction, exercise, self-control, obedience, trust, faith, and love. Living life, loving Jesus, takes all of these things, and it's not as easy as it sounds. Carly Rockin' in the School of Life. He is here talking about stuff and whatever's going on in his brain. You know it is 100% Bridget! All right, here I am. It's me talking about living life and loving Jesus. <laughs> I know it's been a couple of weeks. Um, I'm glad that a lot of people were still listening to the 120 plus available um, videos and stuff that are out there. So thank you very much for for continuing to listen, even though I had to take a couple of weeks off. I, I had a, a, a thing I had to take care of, so um, I'm back for... Uh, however long I'm going to be back for, which might be forever. Ha ha ha. I hope anyway. Well, anyway, <laughs> welcome to 100% Richard. Um, thank you for continuing to listen. If you're watching me on YouTube, make sure to like, subscribe, and ring that bell so that you get notified whenever my next video pops up. And if you prefer to just listen on audio, I am available on all podcasts, wherever podcasts are available, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora. Those are the four biggest ones um, that I, I seem to get hits on. So so make sure to uh, listen to me and see what's out there. And you can check me out on Facebook. I have my own Facebook page and the audio is there and the video is there. And make sure to check out my Instagram page if you want to know who I am. I, I got a bunch of pictures of my family and all that kind of stuff. That's that's who I am. That's what I do. I just I like I live life loving Jesus, and I want to talk about living life loving Jesus with others. So just continue to hang out with me. And uh, got to stop for this real quick. Are you ready? You see this massive beard? This thing is so awesome. I take care of it with Wild Bull products. You have to go to wildbull.shop. Check out everything they have. It's a lifestyle brand. You can buy clothes. You can buy beard products, hair products, soap. I, I personally use the beard butter and the beard oil and the beard wash, and it does wondrous things for this thing. And uh, so make sure to check out wildbull.shop. Enter the coupon code wildbull100 for 15% off select merchandise and own your game. All right. So here we go. I'm ready. You're ready. I feel ready. So let's go. <laughs> so I want to look at an instance um, in the Bible when it comes to Jesus' life specifically, because all that stuff I listed in the intro is what happens here. And uh, it, it comes just before he goes to the cross. So this is a moment in time before Jesus actually goes to the cross. And uh, it's, it's after the dinner <laughs> and it happens in a garden. And I think this is, this is significant because it's interesting that the fall of man happens in a garden. The quote-unquote original sin happens in a garden. And the final decision for redemption happens in a garden. There's a full circle happening here. And, and the man who committed no sin has a big decision on his hands. And, and, and I would venture to say that it's not an easy decision because the description of his 
prayer is actually kind of violent. Now, let's check this out. So we're gonna, we're, I'm going to look at this in the Amplified Bible, first of all, um, because it says some other things in there that, that really help kind of draw some stuff out compared to what we normally hear. So this is Luke 22, 39 through 46 in the Amplified Bible. And he came out and went, as was his habit, to the Mount of Olives. And, this, and the disciples followed him. When he arrived at the place called Gethsemane, he said to them, pray continually that you may not fall into temptation. Now remember that because we're going to talk about that later. And he withdrew from them about a stone's throw and knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup of divine wrath from me. This is our Lord and Savior that we, we see today. This is Jesus. And he knows, he knows what's going on. He knows he's about to go to the cross. He knows that he's about to die. He knows that something's about to happen. And he's been living his life specifically for this moment. And so he takes his disciples with him and he goes, okay, you guys stay here, but I want you to pray. And this is going to be significant in a minute. I want you to pray while I go over here and pray too. And the first words that he says is, Father, if you're willing, remove this cup of divine wrath from me. So he's actually taking a moment here and saying, you know what? I'm not sure if I want to do this. Can you please take this cup from me? And then there's a semicolon because that means that there's a pause. There's a long pause here that, that, that there's another thought that comes into his heart. And the next thing he says is, not my will, but always yours be done. Now, right after that, now an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him. And being in agony, look at this, look at this, being in agony, deeply distressed and anguished, almost to the point of death, he prayed more intently. And his sweat became like drops of blood falling down to the ground. When he rose from prayer, he came to the disciples and found them sleeping in sorrow. And he said to them, why are you sleeping? Get up and pray that you may not fall into temptation. Now, let's take a look at this. In, in the intro, I listed a bunch of words that tell us how to live life loving Jesus. All these things that I mentioned in the intro fall into this one moment in time. This is a moment in time where our Savior is going, I really don't want to do this. I, I really believe that that's his thought. But his thought shifts because he knows he can't. He knows he can't let it go. He knows he has to follow the will of God. He knows he has to do what his father sent him to do. And so he prayed, and he prayed like never before. Jesus prayed a prayer to take away the burden that he was about to go through and then said something that sounds simple on the surface. Now, I know that in our lives, we have all said this at some point, but how much did you mean it compared to how much Jesus means it in this point? Yet not my will, but always yours be done. Talking to his father, God, not my will. This is the moment, the very moment that he makes the decision. Not my will, Jesus, not my will. Your will will always be done. This is the moment that sends him to the cross. These very words that came out of his mouth is what sends him to the cross. Everything else that happens from this point forward don't happen without the utterance and belief and faith behind those words. Yet not my will, but always yours be done. 
he subjects himself. He goes into submission into the will of God. He subjects himself to the will of God. And as soon as this happens, watch this. As soon as this happens, he is instantly strengthened by an angel that comes by his side. Now think of this for just a minute. He's instantly strengthened by an angel that comes to his side. And he continues to pray. Now I know a lot of times we'll be like, I'm gonna pray, I'm gonna pray intensely, and I'm gonna I'm gonna work hard at this next thing, and I'm gonna pray about it, I'm gonna listen. But here's an interesting thing is you never hear God answer him and say, Don't worry about it, son. All will be well. There's no answer here. There's no answer, at least written down in the word. An angel comes to strengthen him because he needs the strength to go through this. A ministering angel comes to help him to get through this next process. And yet he continues to pray. And he prays in a fashion that is so intense, coming from a place of anguish and stress that he comes close to death, according to what we just read. That's intensity. That's an intense prayer. When was the last time you prayed like that? And he prayed so intense that the sweat develops blood from his internal organs and blood starts to come out. And so much sweat, like when you play sports, like gross sweat, that it drips from his forehead onto the ground. There's some intensity behind this prayer. He is releasing himself. He is doing everything he has from inside to say, Father, I am going to do exactly what you told me to do. And that statement in itself is not an easy thing if it takes that kind of prayer, if it takes that kind of thing, if it takes that kind of purpose. So I question, whenever we pray, do we ever pray that intensely? Do we ever pray with that kind of purpose? Now you see, Jesus, he knew from birth his purpose. He knew his path. He knew his direction. He lived his life doing and moving and being led by Holy Spirit. And when it comes time to finally follow through, our prayer, our Savior prays, so hard till he bleeds if you think living life loving jesus is a simple task i'm gonna tell you it's probably not i couldn't even fathom the intensity of this moment i don't believe there's anything that we could ever come to ever go through ever be a part of to come to a moment like this in my mind in my finite mind and, and to know that Jesus did right here, what he actually did right here is the beginning of our salvation. That he had to release himself before he released himself <laughs> on the cross. That he, had to, that he had to give up everything at that moment because he knew what was coming next. He knew Judas was out doing his thing. He knew that they were about to, to come and grab him and take him. The, and the disciples are sitting there sleeping, which we'll find out here in just a moment. This is where I was going to get to. <laughs> and to know that Jesus did right here is the beginning of our salvation. And we take that for granted. Granted, whatever that word is. 
We think it was such a simple task for him because we. this is what happens. Easter, Christmas, you know, all these things, we, we, we go to these celebrations at church and nothing wrong with what, what people do at church to celebrate the resurrection of Christ and to celebrate his birth and all the things that church does. But, you know, sometimes we get it kind of feel like it's a little watered down what Jesus actually went through. He died and he rose again. Dun, 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 dun. You know, it's like this magic trick. And it's, and it's not a magic trick in any way, shape, or form. He had to go through everything in life that we are going to go through in life. And if you think he led a simple life in that aspect, that's not true because he had to deal with the temptations and all the thoughts as a real man, as a human man on this earth. He had to deal with all these things that we have to deal with. And so when his prayer comes, he's actually coming to a point where I don't know if I could do this. I can't handle this. And there's a point in all of our lives, in all of the places that we have ever been, that we might say, I don't know if I can handle this path that you put me on, God. Well, I'm going to tell you something. He wouldn't put you on the path if you couldn't handle the path or the plan. We may run into some stumbling blocks and we may crash into some walls and we may have some issues along the way, but he wouldn't put you on a plan that you can't handle because he's already prepared you for the plan. He's always in the process of preparing us. Jesus was already prepared for this plan and he still had to come and stop and pray. So maybe when we think things are being you know, tough or rough, we need to stop and pray with an intensity like Jesus. I don't know about bleeding on the floor, but you might want to stop and think of what he had to do before you step into the things that you have to do and know that there's a path designed for us that we can handle along the way. We may run into things. We may have trials to strengthen us. We may have trials to to, to uh, give us more endurance and those kinds of things to keep us moving forward because the Bible nowhere that I can read that says, hey, when you receive Jesus, you're suddenly going to be perfect and everything will be great. It's not as simple as it sounds. We think it was such a simple task for him because we read or are told the stories, like I just mentioned, of Jesus' life and death and resurrection. We don't really see or feel the pain that he went through, even in just making the decision to follow through and get himself to the cross. We hear the sermons on how to change our lives <laughs> all the time. And, and the preacher makes it sound so simple. I have come across of making these things sound simple, making these kinds of decisions sound easy. Well, we're, like a couple of weeks ago, we said something about uh, t talking about the yoke and, and having to grow and, and just get rid, of, and get rid of this thing or get rid of that thing. Oh, da -da -da, it's super simple. But no, the reality is it's not because it's not as simple as it sounds. And we can take a cue. Watch this. Watch this. We can take a cue from the disciples that he brought with him for this moment because he actually brought the, the disciples followed him there so they were there for the moment and they figured it was probably just another day they, they i don't think they truly understood the last supper the you know quote unquote the last supper the the, the moment where he's breaking bread and and their and their and he's the representation of his death and of his death on the cross here this is my body broken for you this is my blood shed for you this is the thing that happened just not too long prior to this. And so I don't think they totally understood the representation of that, of what was yet to come that he's foreshadowing here during that time frame. So Jesus, and then, so they follow him over 
to go to the garden that they go to all the time. They've been up on the Mount of Olives. They've gone to the garden. This is not a strange thing for them. So they think it's just another day. And so Jesus has to give them instructions. He said to them, quote, from the verses we just read, pray continually that you may not fall into temptation. And what's the first thing they do? (laughs) They fall asleep. How many times have we taken a nap on the plans that were given to us? He's specifically saying, hey, you, you, you can't take a nap here. You need to be praying. I'm going to go pray over here. You guys pray over here because I'm going to be over here. So you should be praying also. They couldn't even stay awake long enough to pray for their teacher, their leader, their friend. So God sends the angel to strengthen him. And so now I wonder, how many times has God had to send an angel to strengthen someone we should have been praying for because we might have dropped the ball in that area. Oh boy, that's a tough question. That one's rough. If you've ever felt strengthened by an angel, I'm pretty sure somebody else should have been praying for you. So if you're praying and you get strengthened by an angel, hopefully somebody's not sleeping in the background. (laughs) And sometimes we seem to be just like the disciples here. I know this is, I'm going to say this this way, God, I know you ask me to keep watch, but you don't always find me aware of my weakness and my failures. You find me sleeping. Jesus, I know you ask me to be alert to danger and temptations, but you don't always find me awake. Holy Spirit, I know you ask me to be active in serving you and others with my talents, but you don't always find me doing You find me sleeping. When we think something is simple, we tend to slack in the way we do things. This life is not as simple as you think it is. We we, we struggle. We have issues. we, 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 We deal with things. And sometimes we pray and we don't get an answer because the answer is not there yet. Sometimes we pray and we pray really hard and we find out that somebody else was sleeping. Or, or, or maybe we pray for healing and find out we need surgery. Or, or, or maybe we, we, we find ourselves in situations because we put ourselves in those places. And it's not easy to backtrack when it comes to that. So when we think things are simple, we, we slack in the way we do things. We sleep when we should be awake. We stop working hard. We relax when we should be aggressive. We stop listening and learning. We stop forward motion in life and become stagnant when we think something is simple. If you know something's hard, you work hard at it. If you know something is not going to be easy, you tend to push forward into it. We tend to go after the things that seem to be the hardest. And maybe we make it easy or maybe we feel like it's easy because we've been doing it for a long time. And then suddenly we run into a roadblock in life and we go, oh, my gosh, what do I do here? The same thing you did before. You continue to pray continuously to stay away from temptation. You pray for the people around you. You pray for your pastors. You pray 
and you learn and you subject yourself to the word of God. You become disciplined in the things that God has for you to do. You, 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 you subject yourself to him. You say, I will be obedient, not my will, but your will always. Paul charged Timothy with this. This is 2 Timothy 2, 14 through 16, also in the Amplified Bibles. There's a little bit extra in here. And it says, remind the people of these facts that solemnly charge them to the presence of God to avoid petty controversy over words, which does no good and upsets and undermines and ruins the faith of those who listen. I'm going to read that verse again. Remind the people of these facts and solemnly charge them to the presence of God to avoid petty um, controversy over words which does no good and upsets and undermines and ruins the faith of those who listen. Study, verse 15, and do your best to present yourself to God, approved, a workman, tested by trial, who has no reason to be ashamed, accurately handling and skillfully teaching the word of truth. Be a workman. Continue, continue. That doesn't say simple, does it? Study and show yourself approved. Study to and do your best to present yourself to God. Approved. A workman tested by trial. Tested by trial. Now, when people say, well, uh, trials, not, you know what? Trials help you. If you pray for strength, he will give you something to make you strong. If you pray for patience, he will give you something to give you the endurance and patience so that you learn how it works and you learn how it functions. This is verse 16. But avoid all irreverent babble and godless chatter with its profane empty words or it will lead to further ungodliness. My goodness, I'm going to make this sound so simple. Just get rid of all the junk in your life <laughs> so that you can move forward with God. And this is the charge that we still have to this very day. Just because he told it to Timothy doesn't mean it's not for you. It's in the Bible. Therefore, it means it's for you to do these things, to get over the things in life that bring you down, the things that do no good. Focus on the things that you have learned and are continually learning in the word of God and by Holy Spirit through the word of God. Take charge of the things God is doing and run the race, run the race tested by trial that there is no reason to be ashamed of the gospel. We have to find ourselves at a point where we can say, I know this life is not going to be easy. I know it's not going to always be fun. I know it's not always going to be jumping up and down in worship because sometimes our worship is face down on the floor. Sometimes our worship is on our knees. Sometimes our prayer time is rough. Sometimes we don't know what to say. And the Bible says if you don't know what to say, let the Holy Spirit pray with you, through you. This is the kinds of things that we have to learn along the way. And then it's really not easy because living life loving Jesus takes discipline, strength, determination, order, regulation, training, instruction, routine, subjectability, coachability, teaching, direction, exercise, self-control, obedience, 
trust, faith, and love. All of these things are required in a Jesus life. Jesus showed his deep love in the garden that day. I believe that prayer was not just for himself, but for all of humanity. It allowed him to finish what was started. And if it was simple, he would not have anguish in his prayer. And all we have to do is stay awake, follow his example, and move with a purpose. And never think that it will be as easy as it sounds. Right on, right on.